Money Mind, expanding your mind when it comes to money matters. Here's your host, Tanya Carlson from Amplify Wealth Management. Greetings, people. Today I'm very excited because in today's episode, we're joined by a very good friend of mine, Deborah Gibson. Uh, Deborah is a highly experienced Canadian trained naturopath and a passionate advocate for women's health and mental health. She brings with her 15 years of clinical experience based mainly in private practice here in Sydney. Um, Deb graduated from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in 2005 and also holds a Bachelor of Science degree. Deb's known for her passion in this area and you'll certainly hear that from her today. Um, So thank you so much for joining us, Deb. Thank you for having me, Tam. It's exciting because we are good friends and so in that transparency, uh, I guess it's it's nice to sort of see each other in this sort of capacity. So thanks for coming along to the podcast. So I'd like to start by asking people two questions and the first one is, can you tell us a little bit about your cultural upbringing and background? Oh, sure. Well, I was born in Canada. I was born just outside of Toronto and um, culturally, neither of my parents are Canadian. So Mm -hmm. my mum is Jamaican and my dad was born in England so I had a real mixed cultural experience growing up you know being here in Australia when everyone hears I'm Canadian their first question is things about like hockey and I'm like ooh, (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't grow up immersed in that sort of Canadian Canadian culture because we had such a strong like influence of British influence from my dad wow yeah yeah so um yeah grew up there and um yeah, it was a beautiful spot. Grew up in just like a really, really small town. So there was wow. no, um, there was really nothing there except for a fire station, a library, and a little tiny convenience store. Wow, cutesy. Yeah, it was really yeah. cute. It was really wholesome, you know. We yeah, just lovely. like ride our bikes. And really nice upbringing. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, in, in the winter, we'd have six months of winter. So there was a lot of just playing outside in the snow. Yeah. And life was just really simple. Fantastic. Really yeah. lovely. And from a money sort of side of things what would you consider your money style are you a spender saver or an in-betweener an in-betweener interesting all right we'll come back to that now tell me a little bit about your career give us some history how did you get started in naturopathy Sure. Um, I think work. Yep. So I um, I did all my study back in Canada. I uh, was very, you know, I knew the second I found out about naturopathic medicine, mm-hmm. I just knew that that was yeah. what I was put on the earth to do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I went for it, you know, just all guns blazing. It's quite a different degree back in Canada. And um was just really exciting it's a really beautiful mix of the holistic side of things along with the science and kind of biomedical heart you know so I get to dive into people's stories and 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 if we can unpack that a little bit further because um I know this from you telling me previously but other listeners may not realize in Canada the naturopathic degree is is basically a a medical doctor degree that's it so when we qualify as an it's an ND it's the same as being a GP right it just the degree doesn't exist here in Australia so yeah yeah, it was awesome like we still get to do all the things that primary healthcare practitioners can do in Canada so we can prescribe antibiotics you could draw blood if you needed to you know you could do a woman's breast check or her um, pap smear if she needed and yeah 
um, along with acupuncture, homeopathy, nutrition, yeah, and medicine. So it was a very broad course. And yeah, amazing. I loved it. So I yeah. graduated from there back in 2005. And then um, funnily enough, though, I've only practiced here in Australia. How bizarre. Yeah. yeah so you came over here for a holiday and, yeah. and stayed. Loved it so much you stayed. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So yeah. yeah, I came out in 2005, you know, backpacking, free yeah. little, free, free, free spirit. spirit. Yeah. And here I am. 16 years later. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Well, we're lucky to have you. We're, we're very, very lucky to have you. Now, one of the things that I think is really interesting about your work is that you specialise in um, hormones. Yeah, I love women's yeah. health and hormones. So tell me a bit a bit about that and why that's an area of interest for you. Yeah, well, um, I think there's a lot of women who know intuitively that something's off with their health Mm -hmm. and quite often with their um, female hormonal profile. And sometimes they may have, you know, been searching for answers elsewhere and they just feel like they can't get answers that make sense to them. And what I love is that I can really help to educate them and empower them in terms of their diagnosis, you know, what their different treatment options are. Mm. Um, A big part of it is not just eat this or do this. A huge part of it is just the education to try to teach them about their condition. And I think that's something really interesting. And I've consulted with you um, personally several times. What I think is really fascinating in your line of work is if I go to the doctor for a sore finger, he'll look at my finger and fix that finger but if I go to you with whatever my issues are um, you know tummy problems or whatever you're unpacking a whole holistic view of my body and and the various things so it's it's really detailed work isn't it oh for sure and that's the fun of it you know because it feels like everyone that comes in has their own their own their own mystery yeah and I feel like a little health detective you know yeah health detective I like that because it's very very true or I go in and I'm kind of digging around to try to figure out like Mm -hmm. what's the real root of this so in some people it will be biomedical in some people it is you know that their hormones genuinely are out of whack in some way or so what does biomedical mean if you break it down for yeah so it means like when someone comes in and they come presenting with a certain set of symptoms that I would then um, go on to do subsequent testing to get an idea of what's happening to them on a physiological level so for instance a woman comes in and she might say you know um, I haven't had my period in a year I'm not sure what's happening you know, I went to the doctor, they said, just go back on the pill, and I don't want to, and I just don't understand. So it could be as simple as that. They right. come in, they just don't understand what's yeah. going on with their body. Yeah, and so um, would people come and see you when they have a problem like that, or what about things like infertility? Is that a major trigger for people to come and see you? Um, yeah, infertility is is one thing that will bring people in. I would say my most... Um, like my the, the age range of the person that tends to come see me would quite often be a woman between the age of 25 and 55. Okay. So yeah. those issues would be different depending sure. on where she's at. You know? So if it might be um, it might be managing periods or acne or um, troubles with her gut, and then it might be stuff relating to conception, fertility. Then it might be postnatal work. Yeah. And a lot of anxiety depression support and right. things and it sort of yeah. transitions then it's the yeah. you know they get a bit older and their body changes in their 40s and perimenopause and menopause yes so yeah the, the fun is really getting to the nitty-gritty and understanding each person's 
terrain emotionally, yeah. digestively, spiritually. Yeah. You know, um, so it's it's more than holistic, really, yeah, isn't it? It's so it's, neat. It's, but some people, it's like I'll match them where they're at. So yeah. if they don't want to talk about their stuff, then we'll just keep it to the numbers on the paper. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. and if they if they you know it, quite often it'll be a few appointments in that they'll um, that the unraveling of it all sure. really begins where yeah. you think you're treating say for instance weight loss yes and acne and then as the appoint you know it might be their fourth appointment yes and then the deeper stuff will come out you know they right. might tell you that they are self-harming or that wow. they're yeah. you know um, really struggling in their relationship and then you yeah. get to the underlying and I guess stress. some of those underlying things are therefore exacerbating maybe their conditions and, and people aren't putting two and two together and that's really 100%. the magic of, of your work is is being able yeah. to understand how how all that sort of starts to manifest in their body and, oh, and definitely yeah. and yeah. sometimes it'll just mean referring onwards you know of course like, yeah. I'm I'm really confident with what I can do well and, yeah. and then when something crops up and I just think you know what I'm not the best person for this then yeah. I'm really happy to say you know I recommend you go see them or them or go back to your GP and ask for a referral for this specialist yes. or so yeah I, I really believe in a very collaborative approach when it comes to yeah. medicine and supporting someone's you know mental health and their physical health yes and that collaboration I think is is really what we're all about, um, certainly with this podcast, but I think in society nowadays, people are getting much better at understanding that, you know, two brains are better than one in a way, and, mm. and we're starting to work with other people and, and look at it from different perspectives. Oh, for sure. And I always try to um, explain to the patients that come see me that I'm never going to sit there and tell them what to do. Like, yeah. that's not my style. Yeah. It's like, I'm here. I'm part of your health team. Yes. I want to hear your story. Yes. I'll tell you my two cents on the extra tests I think you need to get done. Yeah. You know, what should be, I'll triage it. You know, this should yeah. be done soon. You can wait for that until later. Make these changes to your diet. But but always working within what feels. What they means. Yeah, and, like yeah. financially, what yes. they can afford to. Do, yeah, you know, time-wise, stress-wise, all of those things. It's really important, isn't it? Because I know um, certainly I've been through some of your treatments and some of the tests uh, that you like to use um, aren't covered by the uh, right. health system, I guess, Medicare. That's right. Um, They're paid for out of pocket by That's right, for, for some of those tests. Obviously, I think in other times you can use previous blood tests and things that have been done, but that's, that's obviously a consideration for certain people if they've been seeking 100%. treatment for years. Or, yeah. yeah. And, and so what I'll always do is like I probably I would imagine like how you are, Tam, like I'll have a like almost like a mind map where I'll yes. be like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. This is tier one. These are the tests that I really think you should get done. That's yeah. tier two. We can leave that for another few months. Yeah. And then it's a conversation. That's right. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like, okay, if you yeah. get these tests done through Medicare, that'll save you $200. Exactly. And then if there's something that I really think needs to be done, I'll be like, you, you know, really should yeah. get this extra gut test or that extra yeah. hormone test. Yeah. And, um, but always happy to work within what, yeah. Where they're at financially, emotionally, even time-wise, right? Yeah, of course. That's right. I forget that those sort of things take a lot of time for people um, to put together. And um, I know when I first came to see you and it was about some tummy problems that I'd had back in the day and... I was probably one of those really annoying people that said, no, I won't give up coffee and I'm addicted to sugar, but that's okay. And um, I'm not going to drink anything that tastes yucky. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love you, Ted. Yeah, you, 
you but that pain as well. But exactly. <laughs> so I had to give up sugar and coffee and drink yucky things. No, I didn't really actually. I think what was fascinating, I was petrified to come and see you. And I think that's something that I wanted to raise um, today. I don't know if you experience this a little bit with, with clients that come to see you or, or potentially they fall into two categories. For me, it was I was too scared to come because I thought you were going to make me do things I didn't really want to yes. do. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other category might be people who are desperate, who've tried other things for so long and got nowhere with, with traditional mm-hmm. medical experts and, and have sort of got to a point where maybe they've thought, well, I'll try anything now. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. You What's the easier one to work them? with? Well, I like both of them. Like, yeah. it's just any which way it's, it, you know, I, I truly just like connecting with the person yeah. where they're at, their story. So yeah. for someone that comes in and you can feel that impre- apprehension like <laughs> radiating off yes. them, right? Where they're, they're like, I want this outcome. Yes. And I'm not prepared to change X, Y, or Z. Sure. And um, what can you do? So I just think, well, cool, you want that outcome, but you're not going to do that. So realistically, your results might be, you know, 30%. Yeah. So it's like I just, and, and sometimes I just let them start with that because I think like, that's, that's okay. Exactly. Just yeah. try that. How about yeah. we do that? Try that for, um, yeah. you know, if you're not ready to change your diet or you, you don't want to um, make it too complicated. A lot of people just don't want complicated, and I respect that because I don't like complicated. Yeah. They'll come in. I'll say, right, let's start with these few th- few changes. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it really streamlined. Come back and see me in a month. Let's reassess where you're at. Yeah, great. So amazing when they come back. Yeah. And they haven't had to do too much, and they're going. I feel heaps better. So I'm great. Awesome. Might be willing to go to the next stage if they've seen some progress. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But truly, like I wouldn't. I just don't. And, and, and I can 100% like vouch for that. Where they're at yeah. is, you know, yeah. I, and yes. so some people it's like literally they'll come in and they'll be like, I drink every day alcohol and I have yeah. coffee every day and I'm not going to change that. Sure. And, but this is my stuff. So then it's yeah. like, okay, cool. So I'll raise maybe the the potential obstacles that that might be leading to, but yeah. that's their decision. And then I'll support and like put in the little clinical pearls for yeah. what I think yeah. and then they feel it as a lived experience, right? So and I, it's like I, they, you used a really key word there which was support and I mm-hmm. think that's something that you do brilliantly in your role because and, and certainly not, not you know, having anything away from any other professional but I feel that the naturopathic role is one of support. It's mm-hmm. it's not just here's, here's this to go and fix this problem, go away and come back if it's there's a problem. It's literally an ongoing journey and you are beside them helping and encouraging them along yeah. the way which is really unique in that sort of medical field because I don't think we get that um, yeah, from, from other professionals. It's really, um, it's really lovely, you know, to support yeah. people through. Yeah through their journey and then inevitably you'll get their kids and then their hubby yeah, and then their course. pop you know their their dad'll yeah. come in yeah. you just see it's, it's lovely so even though I say you know I focus in women's health yes. and hormones I'll see anyone for yeah. anything and if yeah. something's beyond me like say if someone for instance was a cancer patient then yes. I'd be very quick to refer on because exactly. I'm not the right person for but that but you've got the network um for the yeah. right people that are so you, again you're a great pe- resource for people to go yeah, and see definitely. and you touched on something a little while ago when we we're talking about the stages that people might come and see you at which is something that I think is really important and, and very topical nowadays which is mental health mm-hmm. um so how do you see 
I guess from a naturopathic point of view, are there some tri- triggers for certain conditions? And obviously, some people have more complex issues. Oh, that's but something such a like big anxiety. Answer, hey? I know we probably need another podcast for that. Yeah. Can Can you give us a little oversight oh. into maybe how you go about looking at mental health? Well, I'll give you my like philosophical sort of sure. analysis for a brief moment. Because <laughs> I'm passionate about this. Yeah. But I really feel that so much mental health problem, so many mental health issues within our within our society come from a lack of community. Okay. You know, so there's yeah. so many people that are struggling and they're they're they feel alone. Yes. So their perception is that they may not have enough support, whether that's from their spouse yep. or from their family, potentially from their work environment. Yeah. And they, um, you know, you think back in the day, we would have had such a great community. We as women would have had our our mothers, mothers and, and our grandmothers, and there would have been elders supporting us while we're raising our children and yeah. doing our work. And now it's like, we all live in these little pods where we're all just trying to, you know, make everything work within our tiny unit. Mm-hmm. And I think that puts a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, because we're trying to do well at work. We're trying yeah. to be the beautiful mom at home. We're trying to be, you know, the supportive spouse and the yeah. good friend and good to ourselves. And it's just there's actually not enough hours in the day. It's and true. it puts so much pressure and then that can just lead to a real um, sense of overwhelm for mm. so many people. You know, yeah. and we've all experienced it uh, at oh, times. oh, 100%. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that hasn't no. actually. I think it's really, you used two words again that I think are really key, community, um, and we feel alone. And one of the things and the reason why we decided to create this podcast and, and share these stories is that people do feel alone. Uh, sometimes they feel um, that maybe what's going on in their life has never happened to anybody else. Yes. And what we wanted to do collectively was share stories and experiences Beautiful. and wisdom because mm-hmm. um, this is a way that people can engage with a community and hear from experts in, in all walks of life and, and take some comfort like, oh, hey, that's me. I identify with that. I, yeah. I, that's happened to me and I didn't realise that yeah. this was this was something that everybody goes through. 100%. Um, and as women, as you say, I guess we, we, we were fortunate you know, many generations ago to all live in the same house as our mothers and grandparents and help raise children and maybe those days when everybody is at home screaming at each other, there was someone else who could come in and, and take over and break up the peace or, or an authoritarian figure, yeah, whereas we're, we're all wisdom, of those things. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. But what you said is so true. So quite often when people come in to see me, they'll come in thinking of a, um, their main concern. So it could be anxiety, it could be yeah. weight loss, it could be, um, you know, menopausal symptoms, it yeah. could be acne, whatever it is. Yeah. But inevitably, as the consult goes on, you know, I'll start sort of touching on like, how's your support network and yeah. how's your sleep and what's yeah. your stress like and what are the main sources of stress within your yeah. within your world? And um, so often, you know, there'll be tears at the first appointment yeah. as someone just cracks open yeah. and they, they share something that's, you know, weighing heavily in yeah. their heart. Um, I find that a very privileged space to, to mm. hold with them. Like sure that's is. what I like. I really love to be there for them in that and just listen and be present. Yeah. Um, but so often they'll their words will almost make it sound like they think no one else feels like yeah. them. Yeah. And there's certainly some degree you can almost see their 
I don't know if relief is the right word, but you can see this processing in them when yeah. I reassure them that, you know, their their story, although unique to them, yes. is actually mirrored amongst so many people in That's our society, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that would be sort of, you know, a, a hard space about yeah. what I think about mental health, that we just need to be there for each other, support yes. each other, yeah. really be present. From a from a more um, medical point of view, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really neat tests we can do where we can help to understand someone's autonomic nervous system, which is what drives our stress response, where right. we want to fight or flight, yeah. and what drives our rest and digest response when we're just feeling very at peace. Wow. So we can do tests to see where someone's at with that. Okay. To get a better understanding of, you know, how is their nervous system functioning? Are they primarily one way? Are they primarily the other way? We can get a reading of their stress response. And we can even do like neurotransmitter profiles. Wow. Where we can get an idea of... You know, how's there? You a lot of people hear these words like serotonin, yes. dopamine, yeah. GABA. So those are all the different neurotransmitters. We can measure them wow. in, in urine, and we can actually see in urine. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. You, you were kind of meaning referring to something like a, uh, a brain scan. Well, that we're just would peeing be cool. in a cup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doing it actually on the nervous system tissue would probably be more accurate, right. but I just don't quite have access yes, to that. Yes, that's very expensive equipment. <laughs> so yeah. the, with, within the urine testing, we can get, um, we can see all of their key neurotransmitters, see what's deficient, mm. see what's in excess, and then we can try to manipulate some of that with um, nutritional supplementation yeah. and specific herbs and minerals and key yeah. cofactors that'll help to like upregulate. For example, someone comes in, they might be, um, you know, depressed and down. You might mm-hmm. find that they have low serotonin, but perhaps they don't want to go onto a traditional antidepressant for whatever reason. Yes. So we can try to start with, you know, let's try to increase your serotonin using these natural agents and yeah. just see what happens. And I think that's really interesting too. And I remember you um, talking recently at something um, that I picked up on that I found really fascinating. It's something that really resonated with me because um, a lot of the time we hear words, I'm just going to use that example of serotonin, and we can be sort of hearing that that helps us feel relaxed and, and I think potentially promotes sleep or I, I might be on the wrong track, so correct me if I'm wrong. But um, And if we're having a, you know, sometimes you have those situations where you're like, oh, I'm not sleeping well at the moment and um, maybe I need serotonin, so I'll walk past a chemist and I'll see it on a shelf, you know, and I'll think, oh, I'll buy some of that and I'll treat myself. And therefore cure myself and often we're doing the exact wrong thing so one of the things that I found really fascinating um, when you were talking about this previously was that the research that you put into this and, and there's so many pieces to the puzzle you're not just curing one aspect you need to look at someone holistically and it's almost sometimes not dangerous I don't want to scare people but it's not helpful for people to maybe self-diagnose or or just go and if their grandmother says to them oh I take my magnesium every day that they suddenly start taking magnesium when that may create something else in their sort of unit as such yeah and 
that that I think is really key that you can specifically allocate them the right um, yeah, herbs or, or whatever it is that they need. Yeah, um, and, and herbs just support might, them yeah. in their in their way. Like for for um, because people come in so often with things just like overwhelm and anxiety. Yeah, even if that's not their main uh, concern, I would say that that's sort of running in the background for a lot of people. Sure. And there's such beautiful herbs that are so effective and yeah. safe and don't yeah. have any side effects yeah. um, that you can't get over the counter. You have to get them through an action yeah, path. Yeah, I think that that's really key. beautifully for just calming the nervous system and really helping to downregulate that stress response. So that might help by day to help someone just feel more... Like if someone's really anxious, mm. they can't focus. So right. they can't do the, their, their best work, work yeah. because their mind is wired and on edge. Yeah. So a lot of times when we do that sort of anti-anxiety plan for them, which is usually not just herbs, it'll be a few yeah. things, their feedback will be like, oh my gosh, I just feel so much better. Like I feel so much more, they'll say things like, all the same stress is happening in my life, but I'm just coping with it better. Wow. Feeling more resilient, feeling more steady, and, you know, just a greater sense of, like, cognitive clarity to just get things yeah. done. Yeah, that's really, really interesting, isn't it, that they're going to notice those effects straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah a lot of the treatment specifically for that anxiety picture and I don't mean severe anxiety and sure. mild to moderate yeah. anxiety yeah. it works it works quite quickly and then it can also help them with their sleep and as we all know yeah. if we're not sleeping well then that just derails so much you know it does. in the nervous system the yeah. gut hormones everything it does I, I actually wrote that down when you you mentioned sleep before because I think that's a really key point again for people I think we're again learning a lot about um you know how to help ourselves be healthy uh, on the inside, and, and sleep is such a critical piece. Oh, for sure. Um, and something that. Um, what, what are your thoughts on things like blue light and, and screen time? Do you have any opinions on that? Oh well, I, it certainly isn't my area of specialty. Yeah. But I know, like the you know the rule in our house is just like okay, kids, like you know, no screens for an hour. Before Developing bed. a ritual. Yeah, yeah. just trying yeah. to do that because you just think well certainly not going to help sure <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I know kids love their screens right yes. so tell me in your line of work what's what's on your radar at the moment what are you investigating what are you putting more information or research into is there something specific that's inspiring you yeah, at the moment what a great question um, I would say that of late my uh, little investigative mind is diving into like psycho neurobiology wow that's a big yeah. long word what does that mean so it's sort of like just blending together like the stress system with our nervous system and that takes into account the science but also the sort of more I guess spiritual element yeah, of okay. connectedness and mm. what is good for the psyche and how that feeds into mm. our health and um, I do uh, so two days a week, I work in private practice. Like yes. I have my own business that I run in Cronulla. Yeah. Um, I also do face and um, FaceTime and Zoom or yeah. phone appointments the other days. Yeah. Um, one day a week, I'll go down to a clinic in Coromel, which is called Core Naturopathics, and I'm running a neuroendocrine program down there that wow. I've designed myself. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, so yeah. it's been really 
or I shouldn't say by myself, with, with the team, with yeah. the team there. Yeah. And it's just been really fascinating. We can assess a person's um, nervous system state from their time on this piece of equipment down there. Fantastic. And you can see things like their heart rate variability. Now, heart rate variability is a measure of the time between like subsequent R waves in a heartbeat, which is a particular part of our heart rhythm. Wow. And what happens is if a, if a person's system is well and their nervous system has a lot of flexibility to it, which is mm -hmm. what we want, yeah. then they have a really large degree of heart rate variability, oh. meaning their heart rate will not be the same moment to moment to moment. Is that right? Yeah, so it'll change upon inhale and exhalation. It'll change with different stressors that are coming in, but then it will recover really quickly. Wow. And so it's almost the opposite of what a lot of people think, where they think... Because we look at those charts, don't we, even in the movies, where yeah. you want it to be... Bip, 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 bip. Yeah, like clockwork. <laughs> yeah. But so we don't want that. Well, um, to a degree, ultimately, yeah. if your system has, it's like when someone's nervous system is robust mm -hmm. and they're able to live within that, what we call the parasympathetic, which is where you're in rest and digest, which is where we function healthy, mm -hmm. um, then you'll see this, the heartbeat can change like mm -hmm. very, very easily. So it can respond to a stressor and beep, 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 you know, speed up, but then it recovers really quickly. Whereas people that are in that sympathetic nervous right. system state, which is like in fight or flight, they're stressed all the time. They're wired all the time. They're on edge all the time. Yeah. Their cardiovascular system and their nervous system develops a hypervigilance right. around regulating the regularity of their heartbeat. That's and it'll really come out like... It doesn't right. matter what's happening. Their heart's like, we don't trust the world. Oh. We do not trust the world that we live in. Must keep everything static. So they almost can't be resilient because their body's stopping them. Their physiology affects Ill. their psychology and wow. their psychology affects their, well, for all of us, you sure. know, it's a, a definitely a two-way flow, but it's just such a fun space to be doing a bit That's of extra really fascinating, isn't work it? in because yeah. um, like, for example, I will test myself every week when I go down and like my own <laughs> Yeah, and I'll do things to try to kind of mess up my brain before yeah. just to see how the. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw some chaos into my world yeah. this morning and then test myself. Exactly. We've got two young boys, so I'm pretty sure that's Life is easy chaos. does. Yeah, exactly. or or you can do another session where you just go into say like a deep meditation for the time yeah. and then see how zen that. you really are. Yeah. Wow. It's very cool. That's very cool. And so, is is it easy to train somebody who may be hyper vigilant? Uh, and train is, is maybe the wrong word, to become Zen, for want of a better word. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, yeah, I, think it's a, I, think it's, I think it's a lifelong process, okay. right? Yeah. So there's so so many elements to that, yeah. ranging from meditation, mindfulness, decreasing yeah. stimulants in, yeah. the, in the diet, yeah. um, having a really healthy space around, you know, stress perception. Yeah. So much of that's things that we can do through training our yeah. minds that have nothing to do with seeing a naturopath sure. yeah but then yeah. there are things naturopathically that we can give to help support that space yeah you know, things yeah. that'll just help to 
chill out chill your nervous out. system. Yeah, yeah, which is really interesting, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's almost like the whole population probably needs to go on your program because I think we all feel a bit overwhelmed and anxious. I'm going to come back to another point that another word that you used, which was that sort of mindfulness and the spirituality that you're investigating, and you had big long words, psychoanalysis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, coming back to, I guess, the, the theme of our podcast being around money mind, what, what we're trying to enhance in people is money mindfulness. So you're coming um, at people's inner health mm-hmm. and, and and I'm coming at it from inner wealth yes. um, or outer wealth even. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the word mindfulness, I think, is really key here because what I feel and what I'm picking up on from what you've talked about and that there are people coming in on a regular basis feeling overwhelmed. And we see that in society as well and, and we create that in, in our lives by, um, again, we, we you know, community is, is not supportive anymore. So there's there's a number of reasons for that and we won't go into that. But what I see um, and, and I guess what we're trying to unpack in our conversation is people being a bit more mindful around their money. So where you're unpacking some behaviours yes, and some things, we, we can relate that to the health world. And I often say to people all the time, your health and your wealth are, the, are linked in the same disciplines. Mm-hmm. If you want to lose weight, you may see a naturopath, but you might also get a personal trainer and you mm-hmm. might. But we fundamentally, we know eat less, move more, yeah. we're going to lose weight. So yeah. it's not necessarily complex, it's just... It is. It's not easy. And in the same with getting wealthy, for want of a better word, Stop, people spend less. Yes, yeah, spend less more. than you earn and save more. Should 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 naturally yeah. happen, right? We know that that just doesn't happen. And we, what we're trying to create a, is a conversation around think before you spend. So yes. rather than tapping and and you know tap 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 tap. Nowadays yes. we don't have physical money very mm-hmm. often. Um, getting people to be conscious about what's important to them from their finances Definitely. is is really sort of key. Is there anything you can think of from a naturopathic point of view? that would help people relate that to their money? Well, I don't know if you'd say it's naturopathic. Maybe it would be more in the um, emotional sphere. But Mm -hmm. I reckon when people are on a real spending spree, and so often it would be to either distract Mm -hmm. from the real issue that they're turning away from. Yeah. Or it would be to try to get that instant gratification for some sort of... Something else. Absence or some void that Mm. they feel. Yeah, I think that's right. They think that having the new handbag or the new jacket or the new pair of shoes or the new dress is going to... Make them Make them feel feel better. But then inevitably what they'll find is it arrives, they try it on, they love it. But within 10 minutes, it's like... That's gone and it's, it's, it's still gone. got the fundamental issue potentially if it's an issue. Correct, yeah. yeah. And so I think it's like the deeper issue at hand is, is there of, is there some Something lack yeah. of in the person's life that mm-hmm. they're trying to ignore by shopping? Sure, yeah. Or whatever it is? Yeah. Or and it's a really classic consuming. Consuming, consuming yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and look, again, you know, um, like you, I don't tell people to stop spending their money or, or you can't go and buy a new pair of shoes or new clothes or, or whatever. Um, it's a consciousness, right? It's yeah. like think about it. It's raising awareness mm-hmm. and just sort of saying, well, hang on a second, what is important to you? And like people would come to you for their health and sort of say, look, I, I've got a gut issue and it's it's affecting me going out to dinner and, and having whatever I want or, or whatever, you know, making things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you're not going to say, and, and, you know, classic example was me saying I'm not giving up, you know, coffee or wine and I'm not going to drink yucky tasting healthy things. Um, but 
when you raise my awareness of the things that we needed to look out for, naturally you start to try those things and then you become conscious of it. And mm-hmm. then now, for example, I know the things that might trigger my tummy. Yeah. Um, and so I avoid those or, or if I'm going to indulge in some of those naughty things, yes. I'm going to be a bit more conscious about, well, I'm going to have an impact down the road, so I'll, sure. I need to be prepared for that. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what happens with people's um, sort of money habits is once you start to have a little bit of a discussion and say, well, what's more important here? Do you want that dress every week or do you want to pay off your mortgage? Correct. Uh, which is pretty damn boring but bigger picture. Yes. Probably going to be a greater sense of satisfaction and, yes. and um, security and some other underlying issues that we want to unpack yeah. for people as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, cool. I think it just has to be like it's they're ultimately, well, they might start making the change because someone has recommended it, whether that is health or wealth. Yeah. But I think they maintain the change when they actually see or feel the impact of that, yeah, right? So I, I agree. It's like a year down the road, they're not following your advice or my advice because yeah. we told them to. No. They're doing it because they took our advice at first yeah. and then they saw the change that was created from that. That's and right. And they like that and yeah. that feels good to them. Yeah, and so they'll keep doing more of right. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it, it to me, it's that same thing again. We both do a very similar role for people, yeah. unpack that sort of underlying condition, mm-hmm. uh, for want of a better word. Condition's a terrible word in, in a way, but um, unpack that sort of bigger story and then break it down in terms of, you know, stages that they can deal with within their own parameters, not us telling or, yeah. or dictating, but by sort of saying, okay, well, let's work with that and start here and then progress through that yeah. sort of process. Yeah. There are a lot of parallels. Yeah, there are, and I really I really love that, and that's something that I think is really important for people un- to understand um, because like our health and when you think of chronic issues, um, people are in denial. Yeah, so with, with our wealth, they can also be in denial and put that sort of ostrich head in the sand condition and, and that's what I think Nothing is Nothing really, gets better. Yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah, it just, just keeps perpetuating. Yep. yep. And, and just by starting out somewhere, we're getting some some progress in that. That's really cool. Um, so I think in summary, I think, you know, the things that I picked up on today is that I think it's really valuable for people if they've got something that they seek help um, and from somebody that is qualified and able to assist in, in all those areas. Is there is there something else that you'd like our listeners to know um, about or is there an area that you think is important to share about today? I guess just if, if you're struggling with your health at home mm. and you just intuitively you know something's not right with your body and you feel like you've explored a few different options and you're not getting anywhere with your health, you know, quite often it'll be females with um, female health-related things I see, yeah. but I can, I can really just help point that person in the right direction yeah. in terms of being that health detective to do the deeper um, testing to yeah. really try to figure out what's the underlying root issue for that person and I've got a lot of perseverance I don't give up on anyone yeah. so I'll keep really trying and once we once we figure out what the issue is then I'm really really you know privileged to support that patient through their through their health journey, whether they want to just keep it really light and easy and just yeah. introduce, you know, two or three supplements and not make heaps of changes, or if they want to do the big 
life overhaul, I'll meet them wherever they're at. And I think that's what, what's so fantastic about you is that you really do give everything your all. I know that about you um, personally, but also professionally. And I think people um, are looking for that. They're looking for answers um, when they've tried a few things and, and haven't had success. Um, and I think people know instinctu- instinctively that um, if there's something not quite right uh, and they've, they've had this sort of professionals say, look, everything looks okay here from our perspective. You're just going to have to deal with it. They know that's not right. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where you can really step in and help give some guidance and start to unpack that holistic piece, which is really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to wrap it up um, today, but I want to ask how people can find you. Can you share some details on how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, So my clinic space in Cronulla is the main spot to come and see me. Great. And um, easiest way is just to reach out by email. So the email is gibsonhealth at gmail.com, G-I-B-S-O-N-H-E-A-L-T-H. Fantastic. Um, Or you can... um, yeah, find me online or ring, but it, it, email's probably the best. Easiest, goes yeah, to fantastic. And can book them in for it. Wonderful, awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming along today. Um, I think in summary, I think we've covered that there's a lot of parallels between health and wealth and, and, and mindfulness, and I think it's a, a great um, outcome for people to sort of pay a bit of attention to both their health and their wealth. And Thanks for sharing your information. Thanks for having me, Tam. Thanks for listening today and remember to think before you spend. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for personal advice. Please contact Amplify Wealth Management to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. Money Mind. If you have any questions about your financial future, please head to amplifywealth.com.au. Money Mind is available to download and subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts.